Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. The FT. Welcome to World Weekly with me, Ben Hall. On the show this week, we'll be discussing the Eurozone's fight against deflation as the European Central Bank embarks on its own version of quantitative easing. The ECB's bond buying plan has been a long time coming and signifies in itself that the central bank's actions up till now have failed to prevent the bloc from sliding into a vicious spiral of falling prices, weak growth and mass unemployment. But the process steered by ECB President Mario Draghi has been as fraught politically as it has been long, triggering strong opposition from the German economic and political establishment and other like-minded member states, raising questions about the credibility of the exercise and even of the ECB itself. Will ECB QE work or could it even leave the Eurozone more fragmented than it was before? Joining me down the line from Frankfurt is Claire Jones, our Eurozone economy correspondent, and here in the studio, Ferdinando Giuliano, our economics correspondent. Claire, can I start with you? Just talk us through why it has taken so long for the ECB to get to this point. Yeah, as you say, um, the ECB has really lagged behind the other central banks, such as the US Federal Reserve and the Bank of England, and also the Bank of Japan, on quantitative easing. We've had a situation where inflation has been less than half of the European Central Bank's target of below but close to 2% for more than a year now. The reason why it has taken so long is the political economy of the Eurozone has made it a lot trickier for the ECB to pursue this option than it was for the US Central Bank or the UK or Japanese Central Bank's Unlike those other central banks, there's not one common government bond that the ECB can buy. That's really constrained what they've done a lot. So you've had to see a lot of other policy ideas, such as offers of cheap central bank money and purchases of asset-backed securities and covered bonds before you've seen Kiwi. They've really had to exhaust every other option before they felt as though they could really pursue government bond buying. Ferdy, will it work economically? Well, clearly the jury is still out. If you look at the experience of other central banks, generally economists tend to say that it has worked in uh, boosting inflation and helping growth. I mean, it's very hard to disentangle the precise effect of quantitative easing in other countries. There are lots of other factors at play, but generally studies by the Bank of England, the US Federal Reserve, have shown that there have been some effect. However, I think... Many economists are wondering whether it will be as effective in the Eurozone as it has been elsewhere. And there are a number of factors which suggest that the quantitative easing may be less effective in the Eurozone than it was elsewhere. First of all, government bond yields in the Eurozone are a lot lower now than they were when the Fed and the Bank of England started their own programs. I mean, this is in anticipation of QE, but also because inflation has fallen low. And then there is the issue of banks. Quantitative easing pushes investors out of 
government bonds into, in theory, lending to corporates, for example. But basically, companies in the Eurozone borrow their money via the banks. And the big question is, will banks want to lend their money to Eurozone corporates? So far, they haven't really done it. There's been some survey evidence out this week, which shows that they're doing it a little more. But really, the behavior of banks is crucial in understanding whether QE will have an impact on the real economy. But Claire, this isn't just a question of technicalities and dry economics, is it? It's a pretty raw political debate that has affected the whole ECB's thinking. Yes, absolutely. Um, We've seen in recent days that The European Central Bank's president, Mario Draghi, met with officials in Berlin, including Chancellor Merkel and Finance Minister Schäuble. That really casts light on the degree to which this is very much a political decision as well as an economic one. Is that appropriate that we're seeing the Eurozone's biggest economy influencing the way the ECB shapes this whole policy? Some would argue not. And it's very, very clear within EU law that the European Central Bank's primary mandate should be to keep inflation on track at below but close to 2%. It should be able to really set policy according to that without any political interference. But the fact that you've got no common European government bond makes it very difficult for the ECB to do that. And talk us through why there does seem to be this very strong consensus view in Germany that's quite critical of activist central bank policy or, you know, critical in this case of sovereign bond buying by the ECB. Why is it that Germany seems to stand so far apart from the debate in the rest of the Eurozone and in the Anglo-Saxon world? I think there are a number of reasons why Germany tends to stand apart. The first is historical factors. I think the experience of hyperinflation in the 1920s and in the 40s as well has had a very um, big impact on the way in which Germans view inflation. It really has led to a belief that central banks shouldn't do monetary financing and to Germanize QE looks very much like monetary financing. I think there's also an issue with burden sharing. Germany doesn't want to feel as though it's on the hook for potential losses for other Eurozone member states. It regards QE somewhat as a fiscal transfer via the back door. And Ferdinando, in southern Europe, do you think this will be seen as the answer to all of their problems? Many think in southern Europe that this is coming too late and we'll see the dimensions but some will feel it it is too little i mean many southern europe's look at it and think look look at the us the us has had a comprehensive response to the crisis where quantitative easing was implemented very soon and unemployment is coming down fast growth has returned so why didn't we do the same clearly mario draghi is an Italian national, but there will be questions asked over why Germany has been so influential in stopping this decision. After all, the European Central Bank has bought government bonds in the past, so clearly has decided that it can buy governing bonds, that it is within its mandate to do that. So it was just a question of the scale. Now, obviously, there will be others who fear that the ECB move will stop the process of reform, which 
has started to take place in uh, many countries in Southern Europe. Spain is probably at a more advanced stage than others. But clearly there will be critics even within these countries who've really been pushing for faster reform, especially in France and in Italy, who will be fearing that now the government bonds are pushed even lower by the ECB, the governments led by François Hollande and Matteo Renzi will feel less pressure to get on with important reforms, which, after all, according to some, are just as important as quantitative easing to get the eurozone growing again. Claire, the ECB's authority very much rests on the perception that you know, it has unlimited power in the markets and, you know, will do the right thing for Eurozone citizens. But to what extent do you think those perceptions have been dented over the last few weeks, given the whole rather fraught sort of debate about how it should intervene here? I don't think that's really an issue just for the past few weeks. I think it's been an issue for months, if not years. I mean, as Ferdi Nando points out, the ECB is doing QE a lot later than the US or the UK. It, you know, inflation has been falling for a long time now, and it hasn't acted. And that has led to a lot of questions about the European Central Bank's credibility to keep inflation moving towards 2% in the medium term. There's also an issue that if they'd done QE sooner, they might have had to actually buy less than they're probably going to have to buy now. A big part of QE is about the effect it has on confidence. If central banks come out with a credible plan to meet their inflation targets, they're likely to have to do a lot less if they do that sooner and they do that convincingly than if they wait and wait and wait as the ECB has. Okay, that's it for this week. My thanks to Claire Jones and Ferdinando Giuliano. World Weekly is produced by Fiona Simon. Till next week, goodbye. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.